and welcome to the week 16 edition of the Fantasizers podcast. We yeah, are a week 16. It's week 16. Yeah, it's 16. It's 16. Okay. That, you make one mistake. Last week I said 14. It was actually week 15. I apologize. Week 16 is now. We're doing it. <laughs> we are again video recording our podcast. So if you would like to see the behind the scenes makeup of our show, then find our videoed podcast on YouTube at TFP Nation. Guys, girls, we love the support. And as always, we hope to hear your feedback on Twitter at Hollywood TFP, at Goatee Guru TFP, Brandon Lee TFP, new at host Josh Dean TFP, and finally, finally, he he finally figured it out. At K Michael TFP. I was I was actually before you. Nope. I I did. I created it before you actually created it. Okay, so it was... We, we literally had to teach him how to Twitter. He didn't know. He thought it was subscribing <laughs> to people. How do I subscribe to you guys? And I just follow. Follow. <laughs> I want to send an email. <laughs> he still uses fact. a pager, too. Fact. I don't understand. I don't... Is that why I got a fax? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's talk about the past week. We had a lot of games on a lot of different days. So let's start with yesterday. What is what does anybody have to say about yesterday? I just want to hear. I, I don't like uh, football on Tuesdays. I'm just going to say that. I would like to say from a fantasy perspective, and it doesn't hurt me in our league, but in one of the leagues that I was in the, in the playoffs, I did end up winning this, by the way, but – can Miles Sanders score a touchdown? Is that possible? No. Because I believe he's got like almost 800 yards or maybe even more than that, and he hasn't scored a touchdown. And uh, and Jalen Hurts keeps robbing him from the one-yard line, and I, I am furious. That is that that is a very rant-worthy segment. Um, I'm not going to do that for my segment this week, but I could go on all day about that one. That's the only reason I'm not in the playoffs. I I. I I gotta say something, right? I not obviously as a Giants fan, I hate the rest of the NFC East, but I kind of do feel a little bit bad for the Washington football team because they they were without how many players? Uh, Too many. Pretty, pretty much their entire team, it yeah. seemed, and they held together there for a while. But and it's too bad because you know they're in a playoff run here and. In their defense, they were playing against, you know, Philly. And Philly, for, I mean, they got an okay defense, but their offense is, while they're running back, can't score a touchdown. So, well, yeah, well, that's, you're running back. That's I don't true. think Philly's that bad. I think that they're, I think that they could be a tough, tough little matchup. I have zero faith in Jalen Hurts doing anything other than running. So, that's just, my feelings on that. I think you I know for everybody, including Philly fans. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> he knows how to throw the ball to one person, and uh, that's Dallas Goddard. So if he if he is able to get Goddard open, then sure, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, again, let's keep in mind he is a rookie quarterback. So <laughs> no, 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 you idiot. He's not a rookie quarterback. Oh, oh, that's you right. idiot. Oh, that's right. I gotta yeah, stop listening to past episodes of the podcast. Yeah. Only brain dead people think he's yeah. still a. <laughs> 
Yeah. I think somebody also said that they were going to make no Zach Wilson, and they know their boy is going to come through this year, too. I don't recall that either. So, I, don't know who I will say, though, speaking of, of the football team and the struggles they went through, how about my Seahawks? Like, that really upset me that the game got pushed back due to the Rams and their obscene amount of COVID positive cases, only for the Seahawks to come down with COVID cases with you know, Tyler Lockett and all these other really big pieces for Seattle. And then, of course, you know, Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller get healthy right before game time, and they're good to go. And now we're depleted for the Tuesday game. I think that happened, actually, last year, Buffalo and Tennessee, didn't it? Didn't that happen to Buffalo and Tennessee? Yeah. They, they moved the game, and, and I forget which team was – I think it was Tennessee that had the issues, and then they started getting – you know, healthier or negative tests and were able to play. And then Buffalo caught a few I guess, right I guess, before the game. So I guess I always, I don't know. I've, I've kind of thought this from the beginning. Why, why do they do that? I don't understand. I mean, if they are out for when it's going to be game time, that stinks, but that's the way that our world is going right now. So you should play it as that game. It's the same thing. If you think in high school sports, you have a person who's sick or not, you know, th- you know, they have a stomach bug. They're not going to play in that game that day, but we're not going to push it back because they're uh, one of our best players. That's not going to happen. T- because TV stations uh, make a lot of money off people viewing these games, and people aren't going to view the games if they're Nick Mullins is under center. You know what I mean? They're gonna they want to be able to see the the, the stars, so um, they push it back to give them extra time. I don't. I agree with you. I don't agree. It's the the right way to go about it, but it's the world we live in. Uh, you know television channels they they run the show i mean we see it from everywhere from sports to the news so yeah Yeah. all the way down to dancing with the stars but i I did find it funny that you know cleveland was like begging for the nfl to push their game back and they wouldn't but then they pushed the rams seahawks game and so they're like all right i guess we'll push the cleveland game too (laughs) (laughs) hey and then my my kicker uh Speak of that game, how was that, huh? Then my kicker comes through at the end. And by the way, Hollywood, how was that? How was your uh, your matchup this last week in fantasy? How did you do? Yeah, my, my kicker didn't do so well. I, no. I've seen negative. defenses score negative points, negative. but my kicker scored negative points. Ouch. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, suck up. So <laughs> let's let's talk let's talk about these games last week. Uh, how about I believe this is the second time this season that they that they tried this and uh, and and failed. Um, could have sent the game to overtime, but in, you have you know the most probably the best kicker in the history of the NFL, and uh, instead you try to go for two and uh, and walk off. I am not sure what John Harbaugh's uh, analytics are saying on that, but uh, guys, you well. I won money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's but, true. That's right. Big I'm, money. I'm thinking as a Ravens fan, I'm not a Ravens fan, but if I was a Ravens fan, that would oh my god, that would irritate me. You're, Dumb you call. Have a chance to still get the number one seed in the in the. No, I agree. Dumb call. Yeah, I agree. And, and of course, you always have you know games like that. If he does go in and just kick the field goal, then you have all the the analytics, right? Those people coming out of the wheat, the woodworks. Oh, you know, no, it, it's uh, it's actually better to go for two in that situation. You know, it's it's. And I get it too. I get it. If you if you succeed on that two point try, uh, you're you're the hero. You know, 
amazing call. That was the way to go, blah, blah, blah. But if it doesn't go that way, that is how you get yourself ran out of town right there. It's just dumb call, but a sometimes you just have to make the right call in the right situation, like kicking the field goal or just running it from the two yard line. Just make the right call. (laughs) The the call was the call wasn't smart, but it's gutsy. And sometimes you need a little like you need risk. You need to be gutsy, especially in the NFL, because you you can't guarantee a win every week, especially against a Packers team. And the entire game, but the entire game, Aaron Rod, and t- hang on, the entire game, Aaron Rodgers was tearing that defense up. And so you go into overtime, going against Aaron Rodgers, who is one of the best. He's in the running for MVP this year. Yes, it's not. It's a risky call, but it's they needed but to do it. Chance Aaron Rodgers doesn't touch the ball in overtime. If you win the coin toss and you go down the field, so you put the ball. So you're putting the ball in Tyler Huntley's hands. To, and you're fully believing that he is going to march down there, score a touchdown, end the game, or you risk giving the ball back to Aaron Rodgers in the yeah, overtime, all, who has tore up your defense. Show, first of all, can we call him by his real name? Okay, discount Lamar Jackson. Thank you. And second of all, I, I think we all can say that we all believe that, I mean, the Ravens, they're going to make the playoffs, right? They're going to make that push. They're going to get to the playoffs. They're going to play some games, right? So – does the team look back at this and say, hey, our coach believes in us? Two times this season, he's put the ball in our hands to take the game and win, not play for a tie, but win, because he believes in the team. Does that help them going forward in the playoffs? I think a, I think a play call like that with the outcome that happened this past week is is can either bring that team together and be very successful or tear them apart. And I agree – that it obviously can have negative, you know, outcomes. But as Tyler Huntley in that situation, I gotta love that my that my coach is believing in me to make that play. And I also have to respect the decision that hey, I'm going against an MVP, a potential MVP this year, and Aaron Rodgers, and one of the greatest quarterbacks that we have seen in how many years. And we got to try to end this game right now. They had Mark Andrews right there. He just he didn't get a good seal out. He didn't get a, it Mark was Andrews and it wasn't the last time they tried that too. <laughs> exactly, but you know, I mean, you show me Mark Andrews open in the end zone, I'm going to throw it too. You know, and and I mean, they even knew it was coming. So listen, Harbaugh, he's not going to lose the locker room. The guy's been around forever, right? Um. So him doing that, yeah, I mean, it helps the locker room, but it didn't need to be helped, I don't think, with a, with a coach like that. He's been around forever. He's a great coach. Uh, I like him a lot. Um, but here's, a, here's, your, here's your problem, right? Yeah, you talk about you know, being gutsy and believing in the guys. Well, he's done this twice now, right? They, they could be 10-4, and four, and now they're 8-6, and six, and they are in – it's a very big difference from being that ten and four spot and a one seed to down to eight and six, fighting for a divisional win, maybe or maybe absolutely. And, and with bottom side or missing the playoffs even. And, and Josh, you're you're arguing the that Harbaugh, um, you know, is is showing faith in in his guys to go, to go for that. If I'm the defense, I'm thinking there he's not he doesn't have any faith in us. 
You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, you might. Your Tyler Huntley's thinking, okay, he's got faith in me to go for this. But if I'm sitting on the sideline as the defense, I'm going. Uh, he has no faith in, that we can stop anybody, and maybe rightfully so. They didn't do a great. Job I was going to say, have you seen that defense? <laughs> I wouldn't but, trust them either. But you're also, I mean, you're taking their opportunity out to show you that they can do it too. So I don't know. It's it, you can argue at both sides. Um, I would probably go more conservative there in my and and just play play the odds. You know, I understand a two point conversion. There's a lot of times you're going to be successful with that, but you're putting a lot on the line there, and you're and you're putting a lot of scrutiny on your team if you don't get it. No, and it's unnecessary scrutiny. Go as you close in on the playoffs. Exactly right, and I do, I do agree with that. I agree. Um, you know the the potential for a lot of flack is there, which they are now receiving. But again, that can pull the team closer because they're the only ones that are out on that field. Yeah, the fans are giving you flack. The fans are kind of, you know, booing the decision, don't like it. But you know what? Evidently, it's it's that team and it's those people, like, getting your back. And so the best way to do that is a tough loss on, on, a, on a call that you have the opportunity to go and win a game and upset the Green Bay Packers. So there could be some it. good out of it too, I it. you know. The, I, I get it. I mean, and what it's Tennessee right now that's on on top, right? They got the number one, or no, they lost. They ended up losing, right? So they didn't they didn't get it. But Tennessee, that's a team that Baltimore should jump right now. Tennessee's banged up, and for some reason, Tannehill can't play ball when he is uh, doesn't have his running back, and I don't know why that is. Um, he's he is a whole different running or a whole different quarterback when when Derrick Henry's on the field. Take Derrick Henry away, and it's like he he forgets how to play quarterback. I, I don't get it. Confidence, uh, and maybe that's part of it. But, and, and obviously, Derrick Henry draws a lot of attention. We know that. But Deontay Foreman's not been playing poorly, and they still have the play action game. But it's like it's like Tannehill. He doesn't have it anymore. I don't know. AJ Brown not playing. I get it. And and Julio Jones is not the same guy anymore. But it's just I, he doesn't look. He doesn't look the same as he did earlier in the year, even accuracy-wise, and not that he's ever been extremely accurate. But I, I don't know. That's I, just one game that that really uh, kind of drew my attention, simply because of the the scrutiny behind it in the Baltimore game, and then chasing down that brought the Titans into it. But that was just because I'm talking about them yeah. getting chased down in the uh, in the AFC standings. Tannehill, t- that that situation with Tannehill. To me, is uh, comfortability, comfortability, whatever, and um, and confidence. When you have a guy like Derrick Henry behind you, you know you can count on him one hundred and ten percent. You know that he's going to take, you know, the defense's eyes. So you're a lot, you're so much more comfortable. And I think that that's that's what we're seeing is he's uncomfortable. Um, But I want to move. I want to move on. So I agree. I I like kind of what you're bringing up there, but um, that's just my two cents. I want to bring up Tom Brady being shut out. Tom Brady being shut out by the Saints is now. This is your goat. This is your goat. Tom Brady running over to this to the Saints sidelines, saying "Go fuck yourself," and then running back. I don't know. They bleeped it out on TV, though. Well, that's fine. We're explicit today, so. 
you see him do that, and it's oh, it's he's so passionate about the game. He's so he's such a competitor. You see Odell Beckham Jr. do something like that, and he's a cancer to the locker room. Well, Tom Brady doesn't get in fights with uh, uh, kickers, nets, and stuff like that. And, or yeah, no, and lose. Or no, pr- propose. No, he fought first, then proposed. That's that. right. There's never been abusive relationship. Thing. I don't think there's ever been uh, uh, an, an, an idea of Tom Brady to where he's like the golden boy as far as uh, what he says on and off the field. That guy trash talks like crazy, and he says some questionable things sometimes in the media so well uh, he's it's it's this isn't like a first time thing for him he, i don't think that's does. i don't think that's what i'm really like that's not how i'm trying to take it. i'm trying to how it is perceived by the public and by espn and all of this is that he's so passionate about the game he's fired up he and yet if it's another person doing these things then they are considered toxic or oh, over emotional no, or things like that's that that's the start that's the, the star factor and being being the top player, you know, go because you see the same thing in basketball with LeBron James. LeBron James throws a fit and nobody says a word. But then if anybody else throws their hands in the air, goes and complains to an official, uh, they're just complete crybabies. So um, it, it's I think that just comes with, you know, again, ratings. It's the draw. It's what they these guys draw viewers they draw money and Agreed. they're going to get received that way because of it let's uh because that's what's being pushed let, let's now let's actually let's get i'm sorry I, I took a soft tangent let's get a little bit to the game here tom brady looked looked outmatched he didn't know that defense he didn't know what was thrown at him he looked beaten no. well it's funny you say he didn't know it was thrown at him, but he also didn't have anyone to throw to. Yeah, that was a problem. Once, yeah, once Godwin goes out of that game, I mean, other than Gronk, who's just a big dumb idiot, he yep. just must not have had enough monster energy before the game or something. I mean, you lose Godwin, you lose Evans, you lose Fournette. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of pieces in that offense. Not only that, but the Saints' defense is not a slouch. The Saints' defense with. is good. Yeah, they're not a slouch to be. They've done this with for this year. Agreed. And, and think about it. I mean, last year, the same thing happened. The, the Bucks got trounced by the Saints. Looked lost against them. It's just you got to remember some teams you just don't match up well with. It's a divisional opponent as well. You have to remember that, right? Divisions they know each other. You know, but you know, like the back of their hand, which I don't know why that will, but they apparently that's like a saying or something. Um, it's and weird. It is weird saying. What the hell? Doesn't make any sense. Anyway, um, yeah, I, they, these guys know each other, right? And you always have divisional games where you're thinking, oh my god, they, yeah, they're gonna wreck these guys. Well, it's not gonna happen. Division, <laughs> you know. They they've been there before, you know. They they know what they're looking for, and and they know how to prepare for them. So it's not a big surprise. This I think the biggest surprise about it, right? And probably what Josh was thinking is that they scored nothing. Nothing. Right? Yeah. So that that probably is the biggest surprise on that. The win isn't a surprise. Well, again. Think think suck up. That's well right, but that's what. So that's what I'm. That's what I, would, I exactly I'm getting at. The zero. No, nothing. Yeah, the Bucks defense played great. I they mean, did. If you hold the team to nine points, you expect to win. They did, right? and and, and with, yeah, with Tom Brady, right? And now with him 
losing Godwin for the year and now potentially, or actually I think it was reported, um, Fournette as well, who's going on IR. Does this eliminate potential for them to be in the Super Bowl again? Are the Bucks are the Bucks bye bye? Are they gone? Every time we say that about somebody, it, it, it doesn't matter what we should, what we're saying. Yeah, it doesn't matter because yeah. I mean, look look at this. It's just ridiculous. It's Tom Brady, and and I, I we know my feelings on him. I'm not a I'm not a fan. I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but the guy. He gets his guys to play at the right time, so count, you bet against. I mean, you're, so you're why didn't yourself in bad shape? Why didn't he get his guys yeah, to mean, play they, yesterday? They some of the big time receivers he had when he was with the Patriots, winning Super Bowls. I mean, there there's right. a handful, but I mean, Julian Edelman's not Julian Edelman if Tom Brady's not throwing him. West Welch so that West so that argu- that West argument West. is exactly what I'm making about him being shut out against the Saints defense. And you're saying yeah, he has nobody to throw to. Well, he didn't have – he never had these like, star – you know what I mean? Like You're right. But, so even, but given this no reps with No reps. Right. No given reps this week to, to work on that. Exactly. Gotcha. I mean, look, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl anymore. I think, yeah, they're done. I, I 100% think that. But that's because I'm looking at the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and thinking, okay, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to take a break. Because I am just, I'm feeling really, really, really fed up with everything here. I don't know, I don't know what's going you're, on. You're like Christopher Michael talking about selling. I am. I'm, I'm kind of on edge here. I don't. I'm, you're a TB12 hater, which you are. I'm not a TB12 hater because I do, I, I, I do, I do believe he is, he is the goat. I believe it. Um, I however, I was a little surprised by, by this past week. Um, it, it was eye-opening, but I still believe in the Bills. Okay. We'll find and out this week. I was going to say, with that, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we are going to do our Survivor Picks and see how the boys did after this. All right. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are going to go to Christopher Michael, and he is going to fill us in with how the boys did on their Survivor picks. I know, I, I know I'm going to like what, what I have to hear. Chris, how'd we do? Yeah, yeah, you, you're going to like it. Actually, everybody is going to like what they got here. And, that, and this is now, going this dating back to week 13, that all the boys in TFB has uh, they've they've uh, gone uh, W's across the board. Yeah. So uh, last week, let's go over week fifteen. I go with Pittsburgh. You guys really thought that was going to be a loss. I believed them the whole way, even when it was thirteen three. Even when it was thirteen three. Go T. Don't shake your head. You, you know what I mean. Got lucky with a W. Uh, Josh, you want the Vikings, W, Goatee, Buffalo, of course, minus the Bills, W, Brandon went with Miami, that was a W, and Hollywood went with Spider-Man plus 90 mil, Hollywood, what was the final number on that? I don't know the final number, but we're, we're over like $250 million, so, so yeah, he smoked it. big dub for me. 
That wasn't. I mean, that wasn't even close. Yeah. You should have done an alternate like spread. You know, really, really agree, jack that up. Unbelievable. It is what it is. So here, this is what it looks like, guys. So obviously, three straight weeks, nothing's changed, right? We got idiot Brandon Lee at the top. So like, I guess he's not an idiot. He's doing. He's at like seventy-eight percent betting, right? He's at twelve and three. I'm uh, a game back at eleven and four. Goatee at ten and five. You got Josh, your host, who of course is on the bottom. Eight and six. What? And one. Uh, and then you got Hollywood. So let's talk about Hollywood's stat here. He's one and two. No ties yet. He's it's killing him. He's he's one one by. He's one uh, one and zero oh for uh, an NCAA pick. He is one and zero for the Heisman pick. He's one and zero for CMA uh, award pick. He's one and zero for an NHL game. That is not uh, that's not cracking. Not cracking. It's cracking. No, it's cracking. It's cracking. I don't know. Uh, he's one and zero. He got his Christmas tree up for uh, Sunday afternoon, which, like you said. Uh, he has zero losses um, for everything, not NFL. So that's unbelievable, right? And he's one and on the box office now. How about that? Unbelievable storyline. How, how wide is that? How, <laughs> how wide? I don't, I don't know when he becomes eligible for the Hall of Fame, but first ballot. So how wide is that spreadsheet? It's, it's too wide. It's not going <laughs> to print on one page. I've heard that before. Spreadsheet is way too wide. All right, so thank you. We're going. We're going week, week sixteen. All right, uh, I am going with Indianapolis. I thought I had them picked already. I don't. Um, which is kind of crazy. Uh, they're good. They're really good. They're also really hot. I, I believe, and I think that's why I'm taking them. I know they're in Arizona. Arizona's ten and four. I get it, uh, but I think Arizona's got some issues they're trying to sort out here. I don't think they're as great as we once thought, uh, and I think the Colts are a hotter team, so I think they take them out in Arizona. Uh, I see a lot of lookers. I see a lot of yeses in that. I like that. Even goatee. That's the one I really want to look at because the rest of you are a bunch of morons. So, Josh, who do you got? Got the the packing Packers, baby. They are going to put those packages on top of. Those Packers are going to win. So, thank you for that. You really, really turn in a corner on those Browns. You know, you used to be you know, oh, 14, 14 wins. Now it's like, now I'm picking against them. I'm pretty sure that's not. I don't. I don't remember. Fourteen wins. What no. are you talking about? No, you're right. You're right. What? <laughs> you got to stop listening to those old. Podcasts. I said. I said that they would. Episodes. I stop said that they would play fourteen games. I, they they would make fourteen games. I don't know if they can with all the COVID going on. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's still up in the air. <laughs> Go team. Uh, I got actually. I was kind of surprised I still had these guys, but I'm taking the Chiefs this week. Uh, I know that they have some COVID issues going on with Tyree Kill being probably the most notable name on there, uh, but they're playing the Steelers. I don't have any faith in the Steelers really. Um, I think the Chiefs beat them pretty handedly. 
right, Hollywood, what do you got in the corner? Yeah, so uh, so for my pick, guys, uh, just a real quick background. So one, I'm an older, I'm older than you guys. Let's put it that way. And number two, I work from home, so I don't wear shoes anymore. I, I wear I wear slippers pretty much all day, every day. In fact, I'm wearing my slippers right now, but they are getting worn down after two years of working from home. No, I'm talking. See the like the moccasins, flip flops. I'm I'm wearing full on, yeah, right, nice. And they're getting a little old. So my pick this week is I have a, a sneaky suspicion that come Saturday morning, I'm going to have a new pair of slippers under the under the tree just oh. for me. New pair of slippers. Uh, okay. I, can I can I throw can we throw because I feel like I feel like he has some inside information into this. So can we, can we like, I did not buy them for myself. OK, can we up the ante here a little bit. On what color, color will yeah, be? yeah, color. Ooh. Oh I like man, that. I almost, I almost want to bet with my heart and say they're going to be Seahawks, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet on supply chain issues, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, like a gray. Okay. A gray. Um. Now, is that is that like a that's almost like a player prop inside of what you took, or is that, are we just? Oh. So I think we can give him credit if, if, if he gets the slippers under the tree. I think we can give him the win. Can, but, can we do this? I, I'm okay with this if you guys are. If I get if I get the slippers, that's a W. And if I get the color, that's a W straight up. If I miss on the color, that's a tie. I get he, the tie. Any way he can get his tie, guys. He's, he's trying to get that I think tie. That's, I think that's too easy to get a tie. That's too easy. Damn it. Damn it. I meant pink. They're pink. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I think I would personally, like, if you if you guessed pink, I would go out and buy pink slippers and mail them to you, just so that I way. Would, would, so just so that way you do not. Sure yeah, you don't get a tie. That's my thing. That's me. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was tricky. Uh, so that's week sixteen. I'm going with the Colts. Josh, the Packers, for weird reasons. Uh, Goatee, Kansas City. Brandon Lee is going with the Chargers. And Hollywood is going with a new pair of slippers under the Christmas tree. Might, maybe gray. gray. Maybe gray. And, the, and then the prop is it's going to be a, a gray slipper, right? So that is what we got cooking for us in week 16. Uh, gentlemen, good luck to you all. All I know is... I'm really hoping Brandon goes down. I've been chasing him for a long time. I've been the one game back for four or five weeks now. You guys are way out of it. There's no way you can catch us. So. No, I got a chance. Do you? Do you have a chance? Pretty, pretty sure. you stumble on right on your tail. <laughs> well, good luck. Uh, there you got it. Survivor picks for week 16, not 14. Week 16. Uh, good luck to you all. And, uh, Right after this, I believe we're going to the weird corner of his, it's disgusting, corner of Hollywood's. See what he's got cooking. Guys, right after this. Welcome to In Other Sports, hosted by yours truly, Josh Dean. Going into the NBA, everybody's out. Everybody's sick. COVID outbreak. Uh, right now, 
Adam Silver says that there is no plan to shut down the NBA, which is uh, which is good, good graces. However, let's jump to a specific team, the Lakers. They suck. Lakers are terrible. They they are sixteen and sixteen. They're going up against a San Antonio team who's twelve and eighteen. And truthfully, I don't feel good about it. I think they're going to lose on Thursday. This team looks in shambles, losing twenty. Losing, I'm sorry, losing by 20 to the Phoenix Suns. Now, granted, the Suns are a good team, and, and they're young, and they have studs. However, you have the greatest player in the world, the GOAT that people claim to be. He had a good game, and he still couldn't get the win. He still couldn't even keep it respectable. He lost by 20. Terrible. Just embarrassing performance for the Lakers going to the MLB who knows I don't know Uh, someone let me know if they hear something lockout's still happening let's go to the NHL they are skipping the Olympics due to a COVID surge this new Omicron really putting a damper on everything it really is um you know COVID went uh went back took a a couple weeks off um, studied some film and came back stronger and we are losing. So it's our turn to kind of figure this out and maybe, maybe do things a little differently this time. Cause, uh, last time around it didn't go so hot. Let's, uh, let's skip golf P G a. How can you not talk about Charlie and tiger woods, man, they're fun to watch tiger. Obviously very fun to watch. Not a hundred percent still played well. But even more fun to watch, his son, Charlie. Charlie is a stud. He, he's going to be a problem. And I'm excited to see his, his uh, glow up into a professional golfer and, and seeing how he can follow in dad's footsteps. Going on with that PNC championship, uh, championship match. Match? You know what I'm talking about. The Dailies win. John Daly and his little, little John. Man, little John, another stud. He's playing at the University of Arkansas, but my goodness, that guy can play. They win the PNC champ by two after Charlie and Tiger make a surge. But 57, not enough. That's it for In Other Sports. Hey, welcome back, TFP Nation. Uh, your co-host, Christopher Michael, is here to warn all of you, please, God, please put your children to bed or put earmuffs on them, whatever you got to do. Please don't let them listen to Hollywood. Please. Send them out of the room. Yeah, thank you. I'll give you, I'll give you like 10 seconds to do that because uh, <laughs> Hollywood... I don't know if you're watching the podcast, you'll know this is not going to be good. He's, he's looking very weird today, but we're going to go ahead and take it to him anyways, I guess. Uh, Hollywood, what do you got for us in your corner? Oh boy. Bush and A's. Bush and A's. And I've got some notes on my napkin. So as you guys know, this week, Given that it is Christmas uh, on Saturday, we're going to go ahead and 
do a rundown of my top 10 Christmas movies. Okay, but first I have a couple, couple house cleaning items to take care of. And I want everyone to listen very, very carefully to this because I, I want to make this very clear. I have six movies to start out with that are not Christmas movies. I repeat, they are not fucking Christmas movies. Number one, Die Hard. It is not a Christmas movie. Agreed. I don't care. Number two, Trading Places. Great movie. Dan Aykroyd, maybe one of the best costumed Santas in a movie, but it's not a Christmas movie. Gremlins. Again, it was a great movie when I was a kid. Just because something takes place during Christmas does not make it a Christmas movie. Number four, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. You guys have never heard of that, but it is a great movie. Not a, not a Christmas movie. Batman Returns. Again, not a Christmas movie. And the last one, Edward Scissorhands, Ugh. is a stupid movie, and it's not a, it's not a Christmas movie either. So that's going to get me to the actual list, the actual top 10 Christmas movies. Guru, I, I see. I, did I miss one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you missed one. Yes, you did. You uh, missed one on your non-Christmas movies. Go ahead, Guru. I want to see if it's the same thing. Hit me. Hurry. Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. Sucks. Okay. Please go back it's on it. me. It's my turn. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It is. How? It is. How? It takes place around Christmas, yes. That's all it does. It takes place around Christmas. It's centered around Christmas. The, the, the central, without Christmas, that movie doesn't happen. Nothing, I'll tell you what. Nothing, nothing screams Christmas. Like, like trauma. Like, then trauma. Then, try, then trying to... Keep people from coming you, in your house. That, I don't understand that. Uh, that my girlfriend would argue this all day long, but I will tell you, it's not a Christmas movie. Well, Lawrence Taylor says it is, and he's a great guy, as as Christopher Michael will tell you. Don't Easy. smoke crack. Easy. All right, so here's here's my top ten Christmas movies, and I'm and I'm going to cheat a little bit because I am going to kind of throw some extras in here as well, but. You'll see how I did it, and I think it's pretty clever, and it works. So number 10 for me, Love Actually. I'm a sucker for that movie. I don't know why. I don't know if it's Keira Knightley. I don't know if it's Andrew Lincoln. I don't know if, you know, I liked it uh, because of, uh, you know, The Walking Dead, which he was in. But good movie, Love Actually. Here's my first kind of a, a cheat. So I'm going to I'm going to say Netflix Christmas movies but there's two specifically. Number 1 is The Christmas Chronicles. If you haven't seen it it's great. Part 2 was okay, but 1 is is a really good movie. And then there's a really underrated one. It's a it's a it's an animated feature, Klaus. Very good movie. Number 7. I'm sorry. Yeah, number 7. The Santa Claus Tim Allen coked out in 94. You can't go wrong. Fist bumps on that one. Good job. Right? Thank you. Was he coked out? 
was it? What was it? I mean, it was '94, and it's Tim Allen. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a Lions fan. You have to be coked out to be a Lions fan. That's in the contract. Blue, blue, blue. All right, number. And I apologize. That was number eight. Number seven. Scrooged. Great movie. Bill F. and Murray. You can't go wrong. That is the classic Christmas story told in the best possible way. Number six, this is another one of those kind of a cheat categories for me, but I'm going to go with, you know, the, the traditional TV movies, right? So you've got Charlie Brown Christmas, you've got Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and you've got Frosty the Snowman, right? All of them, I was actually surprised to, to find out that Rudolph is actually like a 55, it's a full hour movie, but the other two are just half hour specials. So that's why I kind of, you know, threw those together, but classic, classic movies that I, I watch pretty much every Christmas. So now these, the, the next five, the top five, these are the ones that I watch every year, no matter what. Okay. Number five. Elf. I do not like Will Ferrell. Can't stand Will Ferrell. But I like this movie. And I like him in this movie. I wish the taxi was going a little faster when it hit him. But it was still pretty good. Number four. The Grinch. And I will let you pick any of the three. I enjoy the animated original. I enjoy the Jim Carrey live action. And I actually enjoy the new one with uh, Benedict Cumbersnatch. I mean, it, it, good movies. Can't go wrong with any of them. Number Did three. You pronounced that wrong. I think he, I think he pronounced yeah. it. And it, it, it oh. might be the napkin. Oh, you're it, Benedict. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Benedict. Cumbersnap. Sorry. My bad. Number number three, the classic Christmas movie, Home Alone. Shut up. It is a Christmas movie. I, I would possibly give it to you that number two is more of a Christmas movie, and it's pretty much the exact same movie, just set in New York, but Christmas movie, that's it. End of discussion. Number two, Bad Santa. I love it. I love that movie so much. And number one, guys, the best Christmas movie. I watch this year-round. I don't care. I will sometimes just put it on because I feel like watching it. My 11-year-old will watch this on long car rides because it's that good. Christmas Vacation. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I knew it. Good job. Good number job. one. Yep. And that's that's the definitive top ten list right there. I I want to cut in. I, I have to. This is Let's hear it. This is my time. Can I do this? I'm excited about this because we nailed number one, Hollywood. Christmas vacation. Yeah, celery. Oh, yeah, no, this list. Okay, no, I, yeah. I'm gonna I'll, I no. Um but I don't like there's a few things that I think you, you really screwed up on. Bad Santa is, is really funny. I you know what? I've never seen Bad or Badder Santa. What is it? In the the second one, is that good? It, no, no. All right. So of course, number two is always suck. 
Bad Santa, love it. Uh, I don't have them in my top four, top five. I just, I don't, I don't have it. It's fun. It's a funny one, but it's not a family one, you know, and I'm a big time family guy. Number two, what would, for me, is Christmas Story. Love Christmas Story. It's a classic. You cannot beat it, right? Love Elf. I got Elf as three. I don't hate Will Ferrell as much as you do. Um, I like him quite a bit as far as a comedian. Maybe I was, you know, on the other side of that, but as a comedian. And then four, The Grinch, it has to be with Jim Carrey. I'm sorry. It has to be. That is such a funny movie with him. No, I agree. I, for me, I, I, I think that that is probably my favorite. But again, if any of them are on, I'm watching any of them. And you can't go wrong with the classic, the original. Uh, okay, sure. No, I, that's fine. Cindy Lou Who never looked better. Just saying. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that after the episode. But the the that that's what I got. Love it. I, I love the whole Christmas vacation. You, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, no, that's it. I like the list. I, this solid list. Christmas Story for me, it, I don't know if I used to like that movie. I used to watch it, but it might be the fact that, what is it, TBS that runs it for like 24 hours straight. 24 straight, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That is. I'm going to I'm, I'm I'm get back to that, to that movie in a second. In a second, Goatee, I'm gonna let you go. That's not a Christmas movie. Goatee, you go ahead. Goatee, you go ahead. But I'm gonna get back to that movie. It's a perfect segue for me because uh, I was going to start by saying I made a list of five of my favorite Christmas movies, not necessarily what I think is the best. And Christmas Story, not on it because I do not. I have seen it so many times that I just I can't ever do it again. And it, that that they annoy the the Jesus out of me. So anyway, mine starting at number five. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about this movie. It's not that great of a movie, but I watch it like every year. Jingle all the way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Put the cookie down. Yeah, right. So I I don't know what it is. Um, I just that I like that movie. Number four. This might be uh, this might be telling of my age, maybe. Um, this this was a pretty popular series of movies back in the day. Ernest Saves Christmas, <clears throat> love it. I have it love on it. my list. I only love scratched it. it because I don't know if you've seen it lately, but it is not that rewatchable. Yeah, but that. And so when I was a kid, that was that was. All the Ernest movies, I love. I'm, them. I'm more of an Ernest scared stupid, but that's, that's yeah. Or uh, I liked them all. I liked them. Them, yeah. So, I I had to put it on there because it it is one of my favorite from my entire lifetime, not necessarily just uh, my adult lifetime. So, uh, number three, The Grinch, like Hollywood said, any version. I but I I would probably lean towards the Jim Carrey version. He just it just hits a little different to me. Number two, already mentioned, but Elf, uh, Will Ferrell. I do, I mean, some of his movies, a lot of them have the same kind of humor and they're kind of the same thing, but I, I, I don't know, I enjoy them. I enjoy watching them um, once, not really over again, but Elf is kind of the uh, outlier to that. I watch, I watch Elf 15 times a year, it doesn't matter to me. 
And then finally, we already said there's no disputing Christmas Vacation. That is number one, and it is just, oh, that is phenomenal. For you that are tuning into our uh, our live stream here, um, or, or our YouTube video version, it's, you got to, you got to see Hollywood shirt right now. It says, go ahead, Hollywood. You serious, Clark? And it is, it is perfect, Uncle Eddie. Uh, I love it. It's phenomenal. It's it's not my only, uh, you know, Christmas vacation shirt either. I also have one with, uh, you know, cousin Eddie, shitter full. I got I got that one as well. Can I can I can I go? Can I go? Because you guys suck. You guys are terrible. Can I go? And as long as you have Christmas vacation number one, absolutely. All right. I don't even have them. Yes, I do. I mean, yes, but. I have a best, I have movies that suck during Christmas, and then I have one that sucks. It's just all, the. it's terrible. It's wor- It's the worst, actually. I don't ever have to watch it. Let me start with the best. Elf. Not, not the best, I'm sorry. This is my list. So number one, I'd say, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Got to do it. Number two, The Grinch. Jim Carrey version. Number three, Elf. Number four, Polar Express. Are you guys serious? You've got to be kidding me. Those Are you serious? Dead eyes. How can you even Polar Express. Polar out. Express. It's terrible. It is great. Family man, what are you doing? Polar Express. Last no, one. He doesn't, want to give his, he doesn't want to give his kids permanent nightmares. Last one, the Santa Claus. I agree with you on that one. Santa Claus. Good, great movies, feel good movies. I can't believe you, all of you, every single one of you left out Polar Express. You guys sicken me. Anyways, movies that suck during Christmas. It's a short list. Home Alone sucks. Not a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. And then on top of that, another one, anything that's black and white. If it's black and white, I don't want to watch it. I'm sorry. It's boring. (laughs) I don't care if it has Fred Astaire, whatever. I don't want it. Get it out. Typical millennial. Screw millennial that. Here. Screw it. Screw it. Okay. And brings me to my final talking point. I have, I kid you not, I wrote minuscule. So if I trip over my words, it's literally because I'm reading from what I wrote about how terrible this movie is. Listen in. A Christmas story sucks. It blows. Okay. If I could burn down a movie production, it would be that movie. Minus the scene with the leg lamp. That's funny. I love that. That's really funny. The kids suck. The bully looks like a rat. Ralph sounds like Christopher Michael. Oh, shoot my eye out. Oh, I'll drop fucking 225 pounds on my eye if I don't have a spotter. Give me a break. All right? The brother's annoying. Okay? I this This movie is terrible. I'm so sick of this movie. Okay. Keep going. Preach. It, I, oh, oh no! I said the f word. Guess what, baby? I got preschoolers ripping that shit like it's a fucking Christmas present in December. All right, it doesn't matter. All right, we say that word nowadays. No big deal. Screw the movie and go fuck yourself, San Diego. And that's all I got. Wow! Did somebody mention celery? What happened? <sighs> Screw that movie, man. Sucks. I almost muted the host. I mean, I got it. 
I yeah, agree I'm with sure. everything you said, but my no, Lanza, that's no, a good we don't agree with what you no. said. Christmas yes, story, so I do. I think Christmas a Christmas story is atrocious. I sound. I do not so sound. When's like the last that. time you yeah. watched that movie, Christopher Michael? When's the last time you actually sat down and you were like, you know what? I'm gonna watch a Christmas story. Two days ago, I watched yeah. a Christmas story. And you're such a liar. I did. I want. I didn't watch all of it. I watched it. Though. Did you fall asleep at four thirty at your bedtime the when you did it? Rah, part is kind of funny too. Did he fall asleep or did he concuss himself and pass out? That's right. There we go. That's right. There we go. The movie sucks. <laughs> I think we need to go to a break. I. I. That's what I think. Should we? Should we take this off? Off uh, on break. We can. That's <laughs> right. More. That's you right. We can do that. Yeah. For yeah. For more, <laughs> tune into our YouTube at TFB Nation. Listen, I. I've never been more fired up about celery, but I'm about, I'm I'm getting fired up right now. That movie blows. That movie blows. That's unbelievable. That's we're we're gonna take we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break. If you want to see the rest of this conversation, tune into our YouTube at TFP Nation, and we'll catch you back here in just a second. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. That was a little too heated. I've had some time to calm down. We're going to get back into football. And not just football, but but fantasy football. Fantasy football world. Strap in. Here we go. Guru. Mr. Goatee Guru. I think we got some star sits this week. What do you have for us? It is, it's game time. It's time to show out. It's time to go and win some championships. Let's hear it. Absolutely. Yeah, this is, uh, in, in most leagues, uh, this is the week that you are trying to get yourself into the championship game, right? This is, uh, this is it, guys. This is crunch time. Um, let's just talk real fast about last week in the fantasy uh, world and, and fantasy football in particular, uh, what a letdown. What the hell was that? That was awful. If you had star players, they didn't do shit, guys. They didn't do anything, nothing. Um, so uh, I, I feel for you. If you had a stacked team and you lost to somebody that picked up Tyler Huntley, good, good on them for doing so. But if you had Tom Brady and, I don't know, uh, Cordero Patterson and, Michael Pittman, I'm sorry, that your t- your team sucked worse than the Chris- than a Christmas story. So, uh, but we're gonna start. We're gonna get into Week 16. We're gonna try to get you to the championship game if you're still making that run. And who knows? You might if your league pays out top six or whatever. Uh, maybe you're still trying to get a little bit more money right now if you didn't get knocked or uh, if you already got knocked out of the possibility of being in the championship game. So Week 16 starts. Quarterback position, Matthew Stafford from the Los Angeles Rams playing the Minnesota Vikings. I like the matchup. I think the Rams are a little – they're a little unsteady at the moment, but we know that Stafford and Cup that is a consistent connection, and I think Stafford is going to take advantage of the Vikings' somewhat underwhelming secondary this week. I do want to throw one quick uh, sleeper pick for those that may be searching the waiver wire, uh, if he's available, Joe Burrow this this week against 
the Baltimore Ravens. We talked about it a little bit earlier. The Ravens secondary pretty banged up. I really like that matchup if he's out there. So just a little, uh, little extra teaser there for you. If you, uh, if you're looking for somebody off the waiver wire, uh, running back position probably was on the waiver wire until this morning. Ronald Jones from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as our host mentioned, uh, Leonard Fournette on IR and Ronald Jones. He's got a tough matchup. It's against Carolina. Carolina's got a pretty good defense, pretty good run defense. Um, however, Tom, Tom Brady's going to be playing without Chris Godwin. Uh, Mike Evans banged up. Not sure if he's going to play. He's got to throw the ball to somebody and, and Tom Brady loves to check the ball down to his receivers. Ronald Jones, don't be surprised if he gets six, seven, eight, eight catches this week on top of whatever he produces on the ground. Because of that, I'm starting this week. I feel pretty confident he's going to produce and he might carry you into the championship game. Wide receiver position, my boy, Debo Samuel from the San Francisco 49ers playing tomorrow night against a pretty good front seven in Tennessee. Uh, but I expect him to be involved as he has been on the ground and in the air. We already ruled out Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson did have a pretty good week last week, but Debo Samuel still snuck out a touchdown on the ground. So I believe that I, I may be wrong on this, but I believe that's six, maybe seven games in a row that he has scored a touchdown. Um, so Debo, if he's, uh, if he's available on your team, you're probably starting him anyway, but I feel good about starting him this week. Tight end position, Zach Ertz from the Arizona Cardinals. He's playing Saturday against the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts do a pretty decent job, pretty decent job, uh, in the front seven to stop the uh, stop the run. Um, and and they also are okay against uh, against receivers. We know DeAndre Hopkins is out. I'm not a, I'm not big on AJ Green as a feature wide receiver anymore, as a premier wide receiver. Um, Christian Kirk will get a couple of targets here and there too, and, and he'll he'll make make something out of them. But the guy that I feel most confident in that passing game with right now, Zach Ertz. And the defense and special teams position in the start category this week. Sorry to do it to uh, to uh, two of our guys here, but the Philadelphia Eagles versus the just awful New York Giants offense. Uh, Daniel Jones done for the year. They shut him down with neck injury, so we we got long neck Glennon uh, going out. Maybe Jake Fromm. I Jake Fromm, baby, the future. Either one doesn't matter who it is. Jake Fromm's uh, the, the future. future. The I future. Have no faith in either of them. And their run game is atrocious. Uh, that is not a knock on Saquon Barkley. That is a knock on the offensive line. Devontae Booker is okay, but Philadelphia, stardom, you're gonna you're gonna be successful. Brings us to the week sixteen sits. Quarterback position. <clears throat> I feel like this is a pretty straightforward one after what we just saw last week. Tua Tagovailoa the Miami Dolphins taking on the incredibly strong defense of the New Orleans Saints. So Tua has been a little off in his past couple games anyway, and we just saw what New Orleans did through Tom Brady and company. 
I don't want any part of that defense right now. I'm sitting to it if I have him. Not the way two is trucking people. Dude's a beast. Stud. Yeah, with one hip. Uh, <laughs> uh, Just a running back position. In a running back position um, in the sit category this week, I got Chuba Hubbard from the Carolina Panthers. I've harped on this all year long, guys. If you follow the podcast, you have heard me say all year long, do not start your running backs against Tampa Bay. Even more so this week. Tampa, they're, they're look, they look good on that side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball, but they are out to prove something this week. And I feel bad. I feel bad for Carolina. Uh, they are a good defensive team. They are not a good offensive team. Chuba Hubbard gets less than what I would have expected as far as uh, touches on the offensive side of the ball. So being that he gets a limited amount and he's facing that defense, keep him on your bench this week. Week 16, sick category, wide receiver position. Stefan Diggs, Buffalo Bills. I know. I know. I see a face. I see I see a couple of faces. Stefan Diggs. I am sitting him this week because no. again, if you have followed no. the podcast and you, and Christopher Michael's saying no right now, but he also talked me up last week about how uh, you know, I've been right on pretty much everything. So Stefan Diggs, sit him this week because as I mentioned in previous episodes, he's playing New England. New England takes away your best passing game option every single game. Stefan Diggs, he'll get a few few catches, maybe finds the end zone, but I don't expect any sort of boom uh, production from him this week. Expect- even with Cole Beasley being out? Yes, that, that even helps New England focus on him even more, in my opinion. So... I, I expect a lot of bracketing with him. I expect a lot of, a lot of uh, underneath, you know, um, underneath drops from the linebackers. A lot of safety over the top, like I said, with the bracketing. So, uh, I I expect Stefan Diggs to pretty much be a non-factor in that game. Week sixteen sits tight end position. Tyler Conklin from the Vikings. He's actually been. Pretty good uh, as far as a, as a waiver pickup because I'm sure you didn't draft Tyler Conklin. I don't know anybody that did. But if you did, good on you for that foresight. Uh, but Tyler Conklin against the Los Angeles Rams. Earlier in the season, I probably <clears throat> excuse me, I probably wouldn't have been uh, too terrified of playing against the Los Angeles Rams with my tight ends. But they have been very, very stingy recently. I don't know if that's due to the additions in the linebacker uh, core that they brought in with Von Miller and uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now, Kenny uh, Kenny Young. But they this is uh, this is this is what I'm staying away from. I, I don't like Tyler Conklin this week. And finally, defense special teams position in the week 16 sit category, the Arizona Cardinals versus. The Indianapolis Colts. I see that. <laughs> uh, Arizona, as we mentioned, I think it's been mentioned a couple of times already. They're trending in the wrong direction. Indy is a hot offensive team right now. Jonathan Taylor is a world beater, and I'm still upset I traded him. But 
Arizona sit him this week, and he's going to put points up. We saw it against New England. They're they're good. They're good right now. And uh, I'm sitting Arizona this week. So, guys, that's all I've got for the starts and sits this week. I hope I hope you take the advice. I hope it gets you into your championship game. And then next week we can tackle the ultimate task and try to win that gold, put it on the shelf. Yeah, Jerry, it doesn't seem to matter who I start. I'm going to end up losing. Well, that, we knew that. We are, but we knew that. Um, but I'm going to pass it around, guys. If you guys have any questions real quick uh, before we end the segment, I'll uh, throw it to you right now. Sure. How do you um, how do you put guys back in the game that have COVID? Like how do how do you start them? Uh, like you you click their their the little button that's next to their name. Sure. Right, and then you 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 put them in the position that you want to put them in uh, in your lineup. And then you hit you hit the save button if it's on ESPN. If it's on Yahoo, it just saves automatically. Um, and if they have COVID in their – is there any way that they'll play? Like, will they play? Are you – oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Really? That's a different question. You're yeah. saying if they have COVID right now, yeah. can they will still they play, play this week? Can they play and score yeah. these teams? Yes. But they have to test negative twice in a 24-hour period. Okay, but they're not going to, probably. Who are we talking about specifically here? My whole Epping team, like the whole team. Well, it doesn't matter. You're out. You didn't make the playoffs anyway. And you're I appreciate that. I'm so. My question yeah, is, you're on. you're pretty much you're pretty much awful. I, I think you lost to the worst team in the league. Thank you. Um, and, uh, and hey, now like Brandon Lee. Lee, though. How about Brandon Lee? Huh? He's twice. lost twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Where is no, he? Yeah. Not. Where is he? Oh, he's not here. Is he? He's not here. Yeah. No. He is. Uh, he is making. He is making the journey up uh, up my way. He's he's coming up. He's coming up to New York. And uh, oh, he he is coming up tonight, huh? Yes, he is. That's why he wasn't able to make it. He is currently on the road. So uh, yeah, we will have him. We will have him back next week, though, with with his. Uh, Brilliant insight, seventy-eight percent or something like that. Hey Hollywood, um, good. Post that your head again, and good. Say something. Good. <laughs> what? What are, you, what are you talking about? What are you, what are you trying to say? You, you, you act like I've got something. Is that a question on. you have on there, uh, uh, Hollywood? Yeah. Do you have a question on your on your napkin yeah. there? Yeah. Do you consider? Do you consider this a start or a sit? That right there, just because of the first word on there, that's a start. That is a start. That is a locked and loaded start every week, all year long, even in the offseason. So if you are not watching our podcast, he has a napkin that has a, a bad word. Oh, we're explicit. Oh, I've said it. I've said it like thirty times. It says "fuck a Christmas story." That stupid fucking movie. That's what it says. Uh, you know, I. You know, though, I. And I think it was aimed at me. Was it? <laughs> is that correct? Just aimed at me. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where you would get that idea from. I, with all three of us I saying a, "fuck yeah. a Christmas story." I'm on a win. I don't know. I don't know. So, go to well, guys. Yeah. 
I guess well, that's going to wrap up my segment. It doesn't look like we have any more uh, any more questions. I that was probably my favorite question of the year, right there, Hollywood. <laughs> um, so I'm going to throw it back to our host to uh, to send us to a quick break here. Going back to a break. Good job, good job, goatee, Hollywood. Even better with that uh, with that napkin. New addition to the mic stand. I love it. Um, we'll see you after this. And we're back, and we are going to just itch that scratch that you just want to keep itching, it's something like that is the saying, but we are going to do our betting segment. We don't have Brandon Lee, but we have the next best, well, no, we don't have him, but we got the next, well, no, we got the next guy behind those guys. We got Christopher Michael. He's going to read off Brandon Lee's. Picks. Go I'm ahead. Not, I'm not sure I like the uh, the introduction. I hyped you up, man. Kind of. <laughs> a couple times. Kind of. A couple times. Just a couple. I, you don't pick a shitty Christmas story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, pick, don't pick a Christmas story as number two. Well, I guess I'm going to do this. Uh, so, thanks for that. I guess this is going to be a real motivational speech here. So here's Brandon's pictures. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, uh, he's got some some bets here, and I think I like the, the first one, right? So the first one is the Giants plus ten. The Giants beat the Eagles, and so so I'm reading exactly what he had sent us, right? This is exactly what he sent us. Eagles beat. I'm sorry, the Giants beat the Eagles the first time around, right? He knows there's injuries, and he knows there's COVID issues. But the Eagles are coming off a short week, as we all know. Uh, they had planned Tuesday, as you all know. And the Giants are going to be probably a little more rejuvenated team, right? And a chance to play spoiler. They don't like Philly. They do not like Philly, as we all know. So I think, uh, or, or I should say, Brandon thinks that you know it's a better, better chance to potentially you know play a spoiler in the wild card spot, right? And he just sees them uh, covering that spread. Uh, he also loves the Giants' defense, right? So, and this is coming from a, a Seahawk guy, unfortunately. Next. Uh, kind of a surprising one, right? Minnesota plus three against the Rams. COVID issues should be cleared up by the game time. Uh, but just like the Eagles, you know, Rams, they're on a short week, right? And they weren't playing for it. So, and then, and you're talking about the NFC West division here. Games are always physical, always Right, so being that Minnesota has an extra day of rest and practice before the matchup, it gives them a slight advantage they can cover. Not maybe not win, but cover the spread. I just want to put a little context in there. Uh, when you talk, when he talked about the NFC West division, he was talking about this week's game, this past week's game with Seattle and the Rams, and I'm them sorry. beating each other up. Correct. I'm sorry. Correct. 
Next, Tampa Bay. Thank you, goatee. Tampa Bay uh, at minus 11. Got to feel bad for Carolina, right? Tom Brady. Now, this is a good This is a good stat that I did not know. Tom Brady was shut out for the first time since he was 29 years old. 29. Was that Super Bowl II? That was. <laughs> I was going to say. That a, that's the dinosaur age. It's a lot worse Super Bowl era. It was a long time ago. That's a long time. That's over a decade, right? So, my God. Carolina is on the wrong side of a pissed off Tom Brady. That is verbatim what Brian Lee said. Okay. Uh, I cannot imagine the type of bounce back that's going to happen this week with or without Godwin. Right. So uh, he says Tom Brady's going to bowl out. Tampa Bay minus 11. Take it. Over, over under glasses of Metamucil that Tom Brady has this week. I'm going to say over. <laughs> <laughs> I think you pound the over on that. Over under glasses of Ovaltine that Goatee Guru is going to have <laughs> this weekend. It don't doesn't even matter what the number is. Pound the over. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, next, last, Colts plus two and a half right now. Colts had a nice win over the Patriots. All right, Cardinals had a really bad loss against the Lions. A really, really bad loss. And blue. Oh, sorry, blue. Thank you, Hollywood. So I, I don't. A loss to blue, or also known as the Lions, is a bad loss. But how they lost to blue, also known as the Lions, was a bad, bad loss. Right. I, we can get into that. that. That's a whole other segment. Who's blue? What are they also Guys, known I as? Wanted, I just want you to know that I said last week, and you all picked on me about it, that the Lions and the Cardinals was a sneaky game, that and the Lions play them tough. And you guys all said, oh, those are different teams. I don't know. I kind of agree with you. No, we got we to gotta go back and check the footage. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Brandon Lee is playing the trend right now, guys. He says the Colts are trending up and getting hot. And the cards are trending down and getting cold. He's only going to take the Colts as the underdogs here, not only for the spread, but money line as well. Oh, so he thinks that he thinks that they'll win it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hey guys, guys, who was my that. pick? Who was my pick this week? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I was shaking my head. I got to. I got to uh, tell you, last week, Brandon Lee did well again. He did. He went seventy-five percent again. So I don't know. Right at seventy-eight percent on the year. That's right. So we we need to kind of go with those picks, huh? Uh, we want to make some money. That's the way hey, to go. TFP Nation. I will have to say that Brandon Lee also says Merry Christmas, Happy huh. New Year, uh, and he wishes everybody well this week and go win money. That's right. Exactly. Happy Happy Holidays. Hey. How about this? Game of the week? Game, games of the week, baby. Thank Listen, you. I, I, I'm going to go first. I'm pumped about this game. Miami goes to New Orleans. They're both 7-7. Seven and seven. They're both in a, in a wild card look here. I, 
Miami, we 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 kind of checked them out, right? I mean, they they're done. They they you know they were just they are terrible the first half of the season, and we were a little surprised by it maybe um, after last year. I love that game. I'm watching. I know it's an AFC versus an NFC, but they're both in the same position on both sides of the uh, league, right? So I love it, and it's gonna be nine to three, and it's gonna be just so good. It's going to be such an awesome, fun game to watch. It's going to be like the Saints and Bucks this past week. A lot of <laughs> activity. My, uh, my game of the week is going to be more exciting. Um, it's going to be the Bills-Pats. That is a division game. That is a huge game. Live, laugh, love Josh Allen. He's going to take him. He's going to get the win. He's got it. I don't, he's got it. He's got it. He's so handsome. Why don't you go ahead uh, over there, Hollywood? I see, I see you ready over there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think I'm gonna just tune out because the Seahawks are done. I might just go watch a Christmas Story instead. No, wait. Um, <laughs> you better might, not. It might better be better not. than watching the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I guarantee it is. Um, no, I. I, I I don't have a game. I mean, definitely the Buffalo New England because I really want to see Buffalo. Um, probably just because I get it on TV, I'm probably going to tune into the Baltimore Cincy game because I also I, I like offenses. You know, I like going for it. So I, I would love to see Baltimore lose another one by not kicking field goals. It's <laughs> good. It's good. <laughs> I like that. Um, now my game of the week uh, this week is actually. Probably the first time I picked them uh, this year. My own Niners uh, going against the Titans. Another another team that's likely to make the playoffs gives us another, you know, kind of measuring stick game. I know that they're missing their their stud with studs with uh, AJ Brown and and Derrick Henry, but I think it's a good good test for us. Their defense is strong and uh, they're. They'll find a way to stay tight in that game regardless, I think. But um, I think that's going to be a close one right to the end. And, boys, that'll do it for the Week 16 edition of the Fantasizers podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter by finding our handles in the bio of this episode and tune in to watch our behind-the-scene conversations on YouTube at TFP Nation. No space, TFP Nation. From all of us at TFB, we thank you and look forward to seeing you next week. Merry Christmas, everybody. And then Merry Christmas that's right. to all. <laughs> and to all, good night. Adios.